Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011, at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to the program, Kids First, Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobiton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And today, we will be interviewing Frosty Hessen of the film Chasing Mavericks, discussing the films Crudes, Jack and the Giant Slayer, and White Fang. So right now, we have with us Cheyenne, who is joining me to interview Frosty of the film Chasing Mavericks. Hi, Frosty. You are such a lesson legend to us all. Thank you so much for letting us interview you today. So, how are you? I'm smiling. And Shyhan, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. How about you? Very well, thank you. Chasing Mavericks is an inspirational true story about a young boy, Jay Moriarty, who discovers that the Maverick, one of the biggest waves on Earth, is not only real, but does exist just miles from where he lives. He enlists the help of a local legend, you, Frosty, to train him and survive it. So how was it to be involved with this film? The film was a wonderful process. The producers, Brandon Hooper and Jim Meadahan, searched me out, asked me a bunch of questions. What was supposed to be a two-hour interview turned into 14 hours over two days. Mm -hmm. And they were very excited, and so was I. And then we moved forward into uh, that conversation was the development of the script for the movie. And then they made some adjustments to uh, make it a better story. Oh, so it's kind of like you telling a story, and then that's basically what they used. Correct. Is there a dream wave that you have not surfed yet? There, uh, Yes, there are. Um, because I wanted to devote my time to raising a family and spending time with my wife and kids, I've needed to make money. So I went into the world of construction, and I've foregone a lot of travel and adventure into the wonderful world of surfing. Um, There are some waves in the South Pacific that would be wonderful and incredible. Uh, some waves in um, the Atlantic Ocean. There's many, many waves in such adventuresome, exotic places that I 
um, would love to go to, and maybe um, I'll get a chance. And do you still keep in touch with Jay's wife? Yes. Jay's wife um, lives about 15 or 20 minutes away. She works about five minutes away from where we live. And um, she has taken uh, the reins of doing the Jay Memorial Paddle. And I show up um, to speak at that event. And we see each other around town all the time. Wow. That's cool how you guys get to still interact. Johnny Weston plays Jay Moriarty. Did he have to go through intensive training, or was he already a great surfer? He was a, he was a much better surfer than what we could have hoped for, but he had a lot to learn. And some of the surfing he did uh, himself, and then some of it um, they used local professionals to uh, surf and portray what the uh, film studio was looking to get for presentable footage. Oh, so so it's kind of like he was good, and then they kind of have to use other stuff. In the trailer of the DVD, there's some very interesting explanations of what they did and how they did it, and they really wanted to portray uh, some some really good images of surfing um, because it's such a great sport. And so mm. they managed to do that by incorporating both Johnny surfing and uh, professionals. Oh, so it's kind of a mix. You're yeah. listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you are listening to the Voice America Kids. And today, we will be interviewing Frosty Hessen of the film Chasing Mavericks, Discussing the films Crudes, Jack the Giant Slayer, and White Fang. So let's continue speaking with Frosty. And we were speaking about how it was a mix of professionals doing the surfing and Jay, I mean, yeah, yeah I guess I could say Jay, Jay doing the surfing. So Cheyenne, what did you think about the film since you saw it? I thought it was an amazing film. Because I loved it when I saw the ocean waves going back and forth. It was wonderful. So, Frosty, how often do you surf now? We have to wait for waves, but I'm involved in surfing, paddling, swimming four or five days a week um, to stay in condition. And this is our winter season, so this is when the surf is the largest and uh, hopefully the best. And then the rest of the year um, is more reasonable size. So this is Mavericks season, and I'm trying to stay in shape to surf larger waves, although not Mavericks anymore. What message would you like to send to your fans? Believe in yourself, because I do, because I've learned people can accomplish. Wow, that's a good heartfelt message. I love I've, swimming, I've and I love the water. It feels, like, really nice. And I would love to try surfing. And do you have any tips for new beginning, new beginners out there who would love to start surfing? Keep a smile on your face. Find somebody who is skilled to be able to help you learn. There's a whole lot that a lot of people don't understand about tides and swells. And my wife and I start uh, people off trying to make sure that they have a great experience and one that's pleasurable 
and not two tens, and so that people have a good time. And so we look for those conditions, and there's nothing like surfing or the surfing lifestyle. Oh, so it's kind of like you just be happy, relax, and find someone that's a little like a little bit better than you, so that you can accomplish. So how? was the production like did it go smoothly or like did you have fun on it curtis hansen was the director uh until he got sick and i have a very Mm -hmm. strong and long background in construction and i got to talk to curtis at one point to say curtis what i overhear the crew saying is fantastic and incredible you're doing a wonderful job and he said i don't understand and i said mm-hmm. curtis in my world in construction the crew lets me know everything if i go on out and i listen to what they're saying if they're grumpy and irritable they're not having a good time if they're happy and being productive and focused um, but with a smile they are having a good time and they're enjoying their work and what i've learned is that when people enjoy their work they do a much better job so the production was really great oh so it's kind of like you sensed sensed what they felt thank you cheyenne thank you so much frosty for allowing us the opportunity to interview you today this is really this is really a cool film and to all our listeners out there chasing mavericks is rated pg and it and is available on DVD Blu-ray February 26th. So please go check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna hope And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. From Kids First Coming Attractions. And you are listening to The Voice America Kids. Mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critic Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. 
Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobiton. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the new caveman comedy, The Crudes, and we have with us Cheyenne. So how are you doing today, Cheyenne? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this movie starring Ryan Reynolds and Emma Stone? Well, this movie is about the only caveman and woman family alive. The Croods. And the families are the daughters, Eep, who's a teenage rebel, and Sandy, who's a four year old, who's four years old and is a very hyper baby. And there's a son named Thunk, who's nine years old and is six feet tall. And Uga, the mom of the family, Grug, who's an overprotective dad, and there's Grand, there's Gran, who always says, still alive. <laughs> Eep is really curious, and one time she went out of the cave because she saw something spark. She met Guy, and Guy is not a caveman. He's like one of the regular humans. And Guy said there was going to be a big earthquake. And so Eep took Guy to the whole family. Everybody liked him except Grug, who doesn't like anything new. Guy tries to save the Cruz family because he was right. There was a huge earthquake. Well, it sounds like a fantastic movie. So what did you think of it? I thought it was an amazing movie. Because I don't know about lo- a lot about cavemen. And it's kind of funny how, you know, they show cavemen and how they survive and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome that you liked it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It looks very cute, and I cannot wait to go see it. So what did you think of the animation? I thought the animation was great because one time they go to a safari that's really colorful and I thought they made it really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think the animation looked very unique. That's mm-hmm. what I thought when I saw it because it didn't look, I mean, they didn't look super realistic just by the way they were all shaped, um, but I thought it was very unique, so I'm glad you enjoyed it. So do you think you have a favorite scene? Hmm. Uh, my favorite scene is when Greg always counts. Like when they, like say they drop down, he always counts one, two, three, four, <laughs> five. And he's like, oh, thank goodness. And then Gran drops down. He's like, six. <laughs> That's funny. So, do you have a favorite character? My favorite character is Sandy because she's so cute and hyper. And, like, when they catch food in the beginning, 
like they always have backup and then when they say release the baby that's when sandy comes and crawls and tries to catch the egg <laughs> that sounds so funny so what what genre do you think this movie would fit into is it comedy i mean it sounds pretty funny but is it a comedy or sort of dramatic what would you say I think it's comedy and a little bit of dramatic mm -hmm. because, you know, there was a big earthquake and, like, yeah. they play with fire and they don't even know what fire is. It's really that's, funny. That's one thing that I love about movies that have cavemen in them is, like, they always show them playing with fire and it's so strange. Like, in, um, like, Night at the Museum, whenever the cavemen come on, they're always, like, messing around with fire. So <laughs> I think it's funny that they added that in this movie. Yeah. Um, when they play with fire, one time when Thunk, his, like, his, oh, no, Grug, his back uh, of his, um, his um, clothing, it was uh, caught on fire, and he was going around, like, like, dried grass all caught. It's, like, oh, catching no. on fire. It was so funny. Oh, no. That's funny. <laughs> well, I mean, how are they supposed to know that dried grass is going to catch on fire? I know. <laughs> yeah. And so they show Grug's back, and it shows his underwear. It's so funny. Oh. That's funny. I didn't know caveman wore underwear. That's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad they did in this movie. That that makes me happy. So, what age group would you recommend this movie for? I would give this age group six and up because some younger ones they might get scared because cavemen they you know they hunt a lot and I got kind of scared because the wild animals just kind of jump at you because it's in 3D when I watched it. Mm -hmm. And what did you think of the 3D? I thought it was amazing because they're in, they're, I, I said, they're in a colorful safari and, like, they have these really nice animals in the safari. It's really, and the tiger's colorful, which is pretty cool. Well, that sounds fantastic. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And today we, were, we are talking with Frosty from Chasing Mavericks, and we will also be reviewing Crude's Jack the Giant Slayer and White Fang. So right now I am talking with the adorable Cheyenne, and we are talking all about the new caveman comedy, The Crudes, starring Ryan Reynolds and Emma Stone. And she was just telling me all about her favorite characters and her favorite scenes. So back to characters really quick, Cheyenne. What did you think of the dynamic and the relationships in the family? I thought it was amazing because you know how some teenage girls, they really love their dad, but they don't really say it. And sometimes maybe the dad really loves his daughter or son and doesn't really say I love you a lot. Yeah. So that's, that's the relationship with Eep and Grug. Mm -hmm. I uh, I can definitely relate to that because, you know, I'm 15. And also, I can relate to Eep always wanting to, you know, get out and see new things. And then her dad sort of holding her back. Because that's really what teenage years are all about, you know. And so I think that's awesome that they had that relatability. So speaking of relatability, uh, could you relate to any one of the characters? I don't think I can really relate to any of the characters because, you know, it's back when there's cavemen. yeah. And you're not four, and you're also not a teenager, so it's kind of hard. Yeah, but I'm nine, but I'm not six yeah. foot tall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you could be any character, who would you be and why? I would be Thunk. Mm-hmm. Why would you be funny. 
he's super funny. I mean, he like found he found like I don't know. It's not even a dog. But he's like, oh, you're a doggy. I sh- I want to call you Douglas. <laughs> he's like roll over, Douglas, and they're on a really high top, and so he rolls over. And it's so funny. He's like, good job, Douglas. Uh, you could go down. You could try to get up if you can. <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds so funny. I have a dog, and I always try to, like, train my dog, and it really doesn't work. So <laughs> I think that's funny that he named his dog Douglas, too, because in um Up, the dog's name is Doug, so that's mm-hmm. pretty funny. Um, So how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? I would give it four out of five stars. And why is that? It's because some of the scenes can get kind of scary because, mm-hmm. you know, you see them hunt and stuff. Mm-hmm. So what age animals. would you recommend it for? Six and up. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And what did you think of the voice acting? This movie has some awesome talent. Like I said, Ryan Reynolds and Emma Stone, but it also has Nicolas Cage, and um, it also has Catherine Keener. So lots of fantastic people. So um, what did you think of the voice acting? I thought it was pretty amazing, especially when, like, um, Emma Stone, you know, the person who plays Eat, She's like, she's like, all exhausted and like saying, I've been in a cave forever. It's so funny because she exaggerates and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I exaggerate so much. I think I could definitely relate to Eve. Plus, I love Emma Stone, so I'm really glad that she's in this movie because it makes me want to see it even more. <laughs> so, do you think that there were any morals or messages that this film put out? I think the message is to face your fear and always try something new. Because Grug doesn't like anything new, but when he starts trying new things, he's starting to like it. And what do you think of the soundtrack in this movie? It wasn't really a soundtrack in this movie, but it I was the pretty background music. The background music. Oh, I thought it was pretty good. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Um, so, what do you think? I, I know you said that you like this movie, but is there anything in this movie that you might want to change, or would you just leave it the way it is? I wouldn't change anything, because the movie's perfect the way it is. That's awesome. Well, I'm really glad you liked it. So, why don't you tell me about any other characters that you enjoyed? I enjoyed Gran, for sure. She's so funny. And her outfit has a tail in the back. You know how they hunt and stuff? Yeah. So her clothing has a tail in the back. And so Guy's like, she has a tail. Guy's like, ugh. I'm not, I mean, Eep is like, ugh, I know. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> That's she's, awesome. Yeah, she's walking like, what's wrong with me, you know? <laughs> well, Crudes sounds like an amazing movie. So, guys, be sure to check it out when it comes out in theaters March 22nd. Um, So definitely check that out. It sounds like a fantastic, funny family movie. So, Cheyenne, thank you so much for being with us and telling us all about the crew. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Remember Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And today, we will be interviewing Frosty Hessen of the film Chasing Mavericks, discussing the films Crudes, Jack the Giant Slayer, and White Fang. So, right now, we are talking about Jack the Giant Slayer, and we have with us Raven, telling us all about this great adventure. So, Raven, how are you today? I'm well. How are you? Very well, thank you. Awesome. Jack Giant Slayer comes to theaters on March 1st. Can you please tell us what is in store for us and telling us all about the plotline? Absolutely. Well, Jack the Giant Slayer is the newest 3D adventure, and I'm sure all of you know the tale of Jack and the Beanstalk. He goes to the market, he comes home with magic beans, he spills them, and there goes a giant beanstalk. And... The reason I really like this movie is because it's such a big twist. It tells the story of Jack, who's a simple farm boy, played by Nicholas Holt. And he he goes to the market to sell his horse, and um, he gets some magic beans, and they spill. And it ends up growing this giant beanstalk all the way up to this land that everyone thought was totally just like a myth, but it was actually real. And Princess Isabel, played by Eleanor Tomlinson... Um, she gets captured by the giants, and she's the princess. So the prince is like, all of my best men will go 
and or the king sorry the king is like all of my best fun will go and save my daughter and he sends jack because jack saw what happened so he thought that jack might be able to help but then he also sends um roderick played by stanley tukey and he is isabel's fiance and he's very funny so they go up and um they have to fight the giants but then it, it's just crazy it's fantastic there's so many twists and turns and it's a fantastic movie so it's like it's a big twist of Jack and the Beanstalk. Yes, absolutely. To like the extremes. And something that's really cool about the movie is at the very end of the movie, um, it was sort of a voiceover of a bunch of parents telling their kids um, and passing down the story from generation to generation and showed how the story got twisted and sort of misinterpreted into the story that we all know today. Oh. Yeah. See, so just it, because it was of that, cool. I'm going to see it now. So it was really cool because, like, it started out where, like, Jack, he sold his horse instead of selling a cow, and it was his uncle who was mad at him instead of his mom. So it was, like, it was really cool. Yeah. How's the special effects and the 3D in this film? Um, I thought the 3D was fantastic, especially because there was um, a lot of vines, obviously, because of the beanstalk. And it was really cool because when the vines were growing, they would, like, come out at you and, like, you were going to get stabbed in the face by a giant beanstalk, which was kind of cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I thought the CGI was, um, it was very well done, but it wasn't one of those movies that I thought was absolutely amazing. Um, you know, like, it wasn't, like, Life of Pi or any movie like that, you know, but it was, it was a very well done movie. Mm, so it wasn't on the side where it's like, eh, but it was, it wasn't life of pie because yeah it was very good it wasn't one of those movies though that like blew me away but it it was a very good movie with the cinematography and cgi Mm -hmm. so in this in this film i saw the previews for it and so i saw that a lot of people had a lot of costumes for the for that time period so Mm -hmm. this is kind of like two questions but first off um what time period do they portray um, it, and I'm not sure exactly the exact time period, but it's when there was, like, kings and stuff, so probably in, like, the 1700s or 1600s. Okay, I'm not I was just wondering. my, like, time periods and stuff, but, um, <laughs> definitely, it's not modern at all. Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool because in 2001, there was, like, a modern version of Jack, um, the Giant Slayer, it was Jack the Beanstalk, the real story, which was, like, a modern version of it, which I thought that was what this was going to be but it, it wasn't so it was still cool, cool though <laughs> so speaking about the time period and the clothing how was the costume design and the costume designer Did the costume design was absolutely amazing i was i was um very impressed because oh one thing though that bothered me i'm just gonna get this out of the way really quick is jack he was wearing a hoodie like that was made out of leather i didn't know they had hoodies back then it was interesting um, that like, whoa, thing. dude, why don't they have them now? Yeah, I was, I was just a little bit um, shocked mm-hmm. when I saw the hoodie, I guess, because I, I thought he was going to be wearing, like, I don't know, like a tunic or something, but he was wearing, <laughs> like, a leather hoodie. So I was like, okay, I mean... <laughs> Modern! I <guess laughs> yeah, um, but definitely, um, I mean, it was, it was fantastic. The costume design was by um, Joanne Johnston, and she did an amazing job. Um, I mean, while the people were fighting the giants, they kind of looked re- like rugged and stuff, but it also went to shots at the kingdom, and everyone was dressed so lavish, and so I thought that was fantastic. Mm, so a mix. 
Mm-hmm. You are listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you are listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we will be interviewing Frosty Hessen of the film Chasing Mavericks, discussing the films Crudes, Jack and the Giant Slayer, and White Fang. So right now, let's continue talking with Raven. And we were just talking about how the costume designs were very... I guess, could you say detailed? Or yes, like, they're very detailed. Yeah, detailed. Absolutely. And just a mix of um, hoodie that was leather. Yeah. yeah. And I guess very palace design because of the palace scenes and then the rugged designs of the fighting scenes. So does the mood, does the music carry the mood of the film? Um, absolutely. The music, it was actually uh, something interesting. Uh, the music was made by John Oatman, and it was actually original music for this movie, which I really liked because it it sort of had like a grim fairy tale esque like theme to it. Like there was a lot of fiddles, and it, it definitely seemed um, modern and suited the taste of the targeted audience. But it also stayed very true to its origins, which I liked. Mm. Did you find a big climax in this film, or was it kind of just a straight line with the whole... Oh, there was a bunch of climaxes in this film, but one thing, um, I mean, I think the biggest climax to the film was actually in the last 30 to 45 minutes, because it seemed like the movie ended. Like, I honestly thought that they were going to make two movies, because I was like, there's no way that they can fit the rest of the story into the last, like, half hour, because this movie's um, almost two hours long. It's just six minutes short of two hours. So, at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, there's no way that they can fit it all into the last 30 minutes, but they did, and so it was, like, nonstop suspense and action in the last 30 minutes, and I was, like, holding my breath and at the edge of my seat, so that was definitely the climax. Oh, so it's, it's like, for most of the film, it was just kind of telling the story, and then to get it on, to get it all in there, just kind of just rush that in there. Well, actually, for most of the film, it wasn't just telling the story. There was, like, two huge battles. The first, the first, like, battle, I guess, was trying to save the princess, and then the princess got saved, and I was like, cool, the movie's over, but then it (laughs) wasn't. Then the giants attacked the city. Like, I thought, I personally thought that there was going to be two movies. I thought the first movie would be about saving the princess, and I thought the second movie would be about, like, defeating the giants. Um, but they crammed it all into one movie, which I liked and I didn't like at the same time. Mm, yeah. I, me personally, I wouldn't like that because I like when things are as detailed as possible. But not, like, too detailed. But, like, it's weird how my mind works. Anyway. <laughs> the thing. What do you, I feel like there wasn't enough of a storyline to make a completely second movie, but it was very crammed at the end. Yeah. So what is the? what did you think the genre of this film was? Action, adventure, fantasy, comedy, romance, and drama. Whoa, big range there. It has it all. Go see this movie, because it's definitely for you, no matter what you're into. <laughs> it's like you do a commercial. If you like all genres of film, go watch this movie. I mean, I okay. guess it's like horror, thriller, or anything, but it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. How many stars do you give this film, and Why? I give this film five out of five stars because, like I said, I mean, anybody who goes see this, this movie, I think we'll get something out of it. Um, and I also think, I mean, it's rated PG-13, but I honestly think that people um, ages 10 and up 
go see this movie because there was no foul language, no sexual situations. All there was was um, a bit of violence, but all it really was was like sword fighting. So I think uh, this movie has a very wide range, which is why I give it two out of five stars. Oh, so it's like they only did it for PG-13 because of the violence, but it wasn't really... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, Raven, thank you so much for talking with us and telling us all about Jack and the Giant Slayer. It's rated PG-13, so go check it out. It arrives in theaters on March 1st. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna hope And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And we're from Kids First Coming Attractions. And you are listening to Voice America Kids. It's safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Remember have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobiton. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to discuss the film White Fang, and we have with us Brianna. So, Brianna, how are you? Very well, thank you. Awesome. Good to speak with you again. <laughs> um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about White Fang? Okay. Well, Jack Conroy, played by Ethan Hawke, is the son of... Uh, I can't remember his dad's name, but his dad dies, and he has, like, this thing where his, um, 
her his dad like olded gold or something. So he's trying to get some gold and get rich, of course. Mm-hmm. So he wants to hitchhike along with Alex Larson, played by Claus Brandauer, who is going generally in the same direction he is. Um, so Alex is not too happy about th- his companion because he's not one of those people who likes other people. So, but he reluctantly lets him go, come along with him. So on the way, the two come into contact with some wolves, and out of self-defense, they kill the mother of a cub. But they mm-hmm. don't know it, so they just keep on going with their journey. And White Fang is now a lonesome cub without a mother. And he was brought up by humans to think the world is full of hate because he's in, like, fights with dogs and fights with everything, and everyone is treating him so badly. So Jack proves him wrong, and he earns his trust, and together they start a great adventure. Well, that sounds like a fantastic movie. So is this movie animation or live action? Live action. Awesome. So what did you think of that? Um, I thought it was really good. I don't... Because when I watch films, I don't know if it's a green screen. I'm just like, oh my gosh, it looks so real. So, mm-hmm. um, I pr- they probably used some green screens because a lot of it was, like, like behind... Like, it was in front of, like, ice and, like, snow and stuff like that. So they probably used some green screens. And so I thought that was really good because... I I really like when they base a film on a certain place, not like a specific place, but some films are based on like in the forest or in the jungle, and then this one was based on like in the cold and icy areas, so I like how. Well, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you liked this movie. So what do you think of the soundtrack? The soundtrack was really good. I didn't, I I guess I didn't really focus on it because when Mm -hmm. I watch movies, of course, I don't. You don't just focus on the soundtrack. You're just like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm watching a movie. I have to focus on the soundtrack. So it wasn't really... But it wasn't overshadowing it. Mm-hmm. So that was good. I don't like when film... Like when the music, that's all you can That's all you can notice in the film. So I'm glad that it didn't overshadow it. So that's what I think of the soundtrack. That's awesome. Whenever I watch a movie, I always think of it as like a giant pizza. And the dough is like the main part of the story. And then everything else is like little the seasoning is like the soundtrack so it's like it all has to work together you know only you (laughs) well you don't have to think about pizza you could think about anything else like a pasta or like (laughs) a salad i don't know (laughs) so do you have a favorite character in this movie my favorite character is jack because sometimes my favorite characters are like bit parts that never get showed only in one or two scenes but in this movie Jack is my favorite character Mm -hmm. because he's he's just one of those characters where he's very persistent but and sometimes he's not persistent it's like Mm -hmm. he's a mix but he's it's confusing but I like him because he's persistent that's all I'm gonna say Mm mhm well I like that so, what did you think your favorite scene might be? My favorite scene is when, like, in the very beginning, they they start off, and then you see, like, this little dot in the snow, and the camera gets slowly closer to the dot, and it turns out the dot is White, is white Fang, and he's a very, very small cub, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, he's so cute and fluffy. So, um... He's very small, and it's kind of just him standing still and him moving around a little bit, but it's kind of him just, like, 
first coming out of the first coming out of the um the the hole of his den. Yes. <laughs> um so who would you say are the protagonist and the antagonist in this movie? Well, the protagonist that's Well, I don't think there really is a protagonist and antagonist because it's kind of just it's man fighting with nature basically mm-hmm. because it's man and then he just he's there and he's not getting along with nature. So I think that's how it is. Mhm. Well, that makes sense. So do you think that there are any big messages or morals that this film put out? Um a big message that I found is that never give up because he was trying to look for gold and stuff, but he never really I guess he he was just I think that he was persistent as I said before, but he wasn't really persistent, so he tried enough. So Mhm. And if you could be any character, who would you be and why? I would be Jack. Well, not not a boy, but uh, I would be, yeah, I'd be Jack or or White Fang because mm-hmm. I like I like um, wolves. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. When I I, ha- I haven't seen this movie, um, but when I heard the the name of the movie, I totally thought it was like a vampire movie because <laughs> you know White Fang. It sounds like a vampire movie. <laughs> um, well, I'm really glad you enjoyed this movie. So, what do you think of the emotion in this movie? Um, the emotion wasn't very... I mean, it was good. I mean, there was a little fear and a little action. Well, not action, but it's... It's confusing. Like, it wasn't really one emotion. It wasn't just sad, but it was sad and kind of happy and... It was just a mix of emotions, and I think they played it very well. So, mm-hmm. Well, at least there's a mix of emotion. That's nice. At least it's not flat. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobiton. And we have just been interviewing Frosty from Chasing Mavericks and reviewing The Croods, Jack the Giant Slayer, and now we are reviewing White Fang. Um, so right now we are talking about White Fang with Brianna. So why don't you tell us if you could be, uh, if you could change anything, like if you were the director, would you change anything, um, and if you would, why? Um, I would change some of the scenes, because some of the scenes in this film weren't, I think, weren't needed, because, like, the first scene that was my favorite, although it was my favorite, I don't think it was needed, because it didn't show any dialogue, it didn't show anything that was happening. Um, I think they could have done without that scene, and a few other scenes that I can't remember, which scenes I think the first one is the most unneeded one, mm-hmm. because when films have unneeded scenes, I feel as though they're trying to stretch it out, and when they try to stretch it out, it's not really worth making. That's how I think mm-hmm. of a film. So. Absolutely. And what did you think of the acting? Um, your favorite character, Jack, was played by Ethan Hawke. So how do you think he did? I think he did quite good because he kind of looks to me like Christian Bale a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Christian Bale's amazing. Let me just state that. So he's amazing. Um, so first off, him as an actor, not Christian Bale, but Ethan Hawke, I think he mm-hmm. was really good as doing the action, I mean, not actions, the emotions, 
because I think one time he falls on the ice, and I th- I like his emotion and his facial expressions when he's underwater. Like you can see his facial expressions, and it's look it looks like he's kind of freezing, but not quite freezing quite Mm -hmm. so I like how his facial expressions change so you'd say that the um the visual effects were pretty good yes because um I like the ice and I also like how they could film underwater and I also like like the scenery shots because I love scenery shots I love taking pictures I'm slowly not surely but slowly becoming a photographer Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm about the whole like nature thing. So I'm mm-hmm. taking a lot of pictures of nature, and I thought that since they took pictures of nature and they did like scans of nature, I thought it was cool. Well, that's awesome. I'm in um a, a like a camera class right now, and it's definitely fun. So you should definitely look into that more because it's super fun. <laughs> um, so since it is sort of set in like a cold area, what did you think of um the makeup? design uh the lead makeup artist was Gigi cooker so how do you think that she did in making people look really cold i think i mean because when you think about makeup you don't think about oh making them look really really like sweaty or warm Mm -hmm. or hot but and you don't think about them looking cold but things do happen like that where you have to make them look like that because you're either on a set or a green screen or whatever yeah so i think her um uh, makeup artiste <laughs> are were very good because when he was underwater again I it literally looked like he was freezing and like with with things starting to crisp you know how things freeze and they start to get like sharper and mm-hmm. so I thought that was cool and when he came out of the water everything that was on his clothes started to crisp into being really really cold so I like how that went out and I like the makeup that it was just like a little bit of blush so like when they were by a fire or something it would bring out like i'm finally getting warm so i thought well, that's fantastic well i'm really glad you enjoyed this movie um white fang so guys definitely check it out and brianna thank you so much for telling us all about this movie Welcome. it's always a pleasure to talk to you mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobiton. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. you again for tuning in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel now you know what to see and speaking of see we'll see you again next week we'll see you again next week